Welcome back to the Sim Nation podcast, episode three. Uh, my name's Corey. Today we've got another par- partner in our team here. Mark's not here. Our friend Drew is here. Hello, Drew. How's it going? Good. Um, so we've got a couple uh, housekeeping things to take care of first. Um, so football's over. We finished. We found out that the Pittsburgh Steelers can beat the Miami Dolphins of 72. So their undefeated streak is over. Um, this is March Madness now. Last night the brackets came up, so we are ready to go. Um, so we're going to have a couple different episodes. Uh, today, Drew and I, we're going to take a couple um, historical teams. We're, I'm going to have another episode later, probably this week, with my brother, who is a huge Michigan State fan. Gotcha. And uh, he, he was like, let's do the best Michigan, your, your Michigan team against my Michigan State team. Because he thinks I'm a huge Michigan fan. What, uh, what year did he choose for Michigan State? I have no clue. Gotcha. I don't know. I, I, what year are you choosing? Do you know yet? I'm going with the 89 National Championship team. Fair enough. You know, because um, they won. Yeah. No, I <laughs> so, mean, that'll do it. But, I mean... I like Michigan State too, but I don't know. There, there, there's, there's an assumption in my family that I'm the Michigan guy, and I'm like, okay. Well, I, I went to Michigan. <laughs> you went to Michigan, yeah. so I mean, yeah, you're, you're a Michigan guy. But uh, so we're gonna do that, yeah. and then you and I are gonna be doing some hockey when the playoffs come, which is coming up. Yeah. Wings big win yesterday against Boston. It was nice. Yeah. Saturday, I thought they were gonna win, and then they were up two nothing, and collapsed yeah that team's good it's funny i run into people who i think wish i was a bigger michigan fan like they meet me and let's say they went to michigan state they start like trash talking oh yeah and i'll just be like okay yeah Yeah, yeah." well and i mean (laughs) it's one of those things i mean you like who you like i mean it doesn't matter what school you go to like i mean my brother didn't go to michigan state he married someone who went to michigan state but um i mean he and i went to the same college we went to madonna so it's like but we don't have a team so (laughs) our team sucks all right, so today we are going to do uh, UNLV, which I spoke about last uh, last episode, uh, the 1989-90 UNLV, UNLV team. This is the f- year they won the national championship. The year after was probably the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at it, they had they had like four or five. They had five guys who went to the NBA on the 90-91 team, but they l- ended up losing. So I went with the national championship team. Still 35-5. and five. They were uh, ranked preseason number one. Um, they're a damn good team. Uh, and you have up against my Fab 592-93, who was also preseason number one. Um, they correct. had gone to the national championship the year before and lost. And they're 31-5. and five. I mean, they're both really good teams. Now – to be completely honest, um, and this was something that you brought up when we were talking about hockey, mm-hmm. and when you said it, I I, I didn't say anything. I, I may have chuckled, but when we're talking about our hockey teams and the team you chose that you want to do, you're like, oh, you know, that's that's the team of my youth, mm-hmm. and it's the 2002 team. I'm like, that's the true. team of your youth. So when were you born? So I'm born, this Fab Five team that played March 93, I'm born June 93. So much like Mark in your last episode, my mom was pregnant with me during this episode. Okay. I graduated high school in 93. (laughs) And here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are, uh, 30 years later. 30 years later. So you're you're turning 30 this year. I turned 30, yeah. Turned 30. Having uh, twins. Twin boys, Big year for you. 2023, big year for Drew. It is a big year for me. 
All right. So we're going to um, we're going to kind of play this out. But a few things I want we okay, of course before we do any of the sims, we want to kind of talk talk up our teams. So ninety one or ninety two ninety three. I mean Fab Five team. This is the year after they lost to Duke. Right. So this is the second year. Yep. Uh, this would be the last year for most of these guys on the Fab Five for Michigan. So Chris Weber. Uh, I think Weber was the only one who left. I think. I think Jalen Rose. Did left Rose leave too? too? Okay. Yeah, so I think Jalen Rose. I left. thought I thought Rose and Howard left the year after. Okay, I could be wrong. I thought I was looking up. I thought they all left, but uh, you can double check that. Yeah, but you have Chris Weber, nineteen point two points per game, pretty solid, ten rebounds. Uh, Jalen Rose was averaging about seventeen points per game, also. Uh, you have Juwan. I mean, you, this lineup was sick when you really think about it, and uh, they were pretty absurd. I think looking at, uh, you know, when I, I went and looked up, like, their all-time stats in terms of Michigan, Chris Weber's 10th in rebounds all-time, 5th in um, points all-time, 3rd in blocks all-time, Jalen Rose, 8th all-time in points, 10th all-time in assists. So you have these guys that were just setting records back-to-back-to-back to back to back for Michigan, which is just pretty absurd. Um, I think about – when I think about, so I was at Michigan for the, you know, the run against Kansas and then going to the championship and then losing. And all you kept talking about was the com- comparables to the Fab Five for that team, which was pretty cool. Uh, and especially, uh, I mean, uh, people probably know what happened in the finals with Chris Weber in this one. And uh, for them to come back against when we were playing Louisiana was, uh, or playing Louisville was really cool. In, um, in, to go to that timeout, you know, everyone's, oh, you know, the timeout. He turned the ball over before that. Yeah. He traveled. I mean, I know it's not travel unless they call it. He traveled. And I remember watching this. I was in my parents' living room. He gets the rebound. He drags that pivot foot. Mm-hmm. And I look at my dad. I go, uh-oh. And they don't call it. And my dad's like, he just turned the ball over. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe not. That's just basketball God's coming back saying, okay, we gave you this, but now, you know. You <laughs> well, as they say, ball and lie, right? And yeah. ball didn't lie there. No. I think uh, it was, what, 73-71, I think. They were down two and yeah. did that anyway. So, yeah. um, you know, they would have gotten another opportunity. Or was it UNC, right? They would have gotten another UNC, chance yeah, to get it I too, mean, this was so. Eric Montrose. Um, they, had, they had a guy, God, I forgot his name, but he just dominated. He had a huge tournament. Um, the funny thing is they had beaten them. I was looking up. They had beaten them 79-78 earlier in the year um, when NC was number five and they were the number three mm-hmm. team. So it's always crazy, I think, to try and beat a team that you've already beaten once in the regular season to try and beat them again in the tournament is very difficult. Well, and the thing is, when you get to the, when you get to the you know, final four, you get to the championship game, you're not facing a team that's coming off a losing streak. You're, you're sure. both teams that have uh, won at least mm-hmm. five in a row. If not, if you won your conference championship, you're you're on a ten game win streak. You're hot. You're hot for as sure. hell. So to say that you know, oh, they they should have manhandled or they should have beat them so much more. You're facing a team that's on at least a five again. Like I said, five game win streak. If not better, that was a hell of a damn good team. That I mean, it's just like when UNLV lost to Duke the year after. Um, Everyone's, I mean, they were like, oh, what an upset. One, it's Duke. They had Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill. 
it wasn't a fluke team. It's one of the greatest teams of all. I mean, they ended up winning back to back. They beat the '92 uh, Michigan team. Right. So to say, but again, when you're at that point, North Carolina was. I mean, they won the ACC. They won the. You know, they they won five games. They they're a hot team too. Yeah. So you know, I I, we, uh, I I just I I always dispute that when they say, oh, you know what, this per, this team is so much better. No, they're both five-game, at least uh, five-game win streak. Well, they're they, hot. They're feeling it. And they played each other, I think, in, like, November, mm-hmm. December to begin. So, like, it's a totally different – December to completely March Completely different team. Different. I mean – Michigan also, the uh, the inventors of the NIL before NIL was cool. Giving their money. I disagree with that. I would say UNLV was UNLV, the inventors okay. of the <laughs> NIL. Did um, they get caught for it, too, or no? Oh, okay. So, yeah. Here, so, here's a little fun – some fun <laughs> facts about UNLV. Running Rebs, Jerry Tarkanian, who was famous for always chewing on a uh, towel. Okay. They were – the funny thing about them was when you watch them play, there's already discussion of, yeah, they did something wrong. They, gotcha. they, this team should not be together. They, there's some shenanigans going on. So they were 35-5. and five. Larry Johnson, this he came from a – Junior college, and that's where some of the questions were like, "How they get this guy?" They were they were the number one preseason team. Larry Johnson was, they had Stacy Ogman, who at the time was like, he was the star. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this man child comes, Larry Johnson. They're like, "Holy Christ, who is this guy?" Um, he's just, he's an unstoppable force. He is a power forward who moves like. Magic Johnson, you know, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. He just, he's unstoppable. He's, he was the LeBron before LeBron. Gotcha. And he could, I mean, he averaged 20, 20.6 points. The big thing that stood out to me when I was doing the research, he was a 77% free throw shooter, which, not great, it's you not know. Bad, but for a guy his size, that was good. And especially when you look in Stacey Augmans was like a 50% free throw shooter. And nowadays, you're either you're great or you're god-awful right. in college. I mean, free throw shooting is just – I mean, I, I still don't get that. It seems like <sighs> when you're a D1 athlete, it seems like you should be able to shoot free throws at least at like a 60% clip, I feel like. It's – I being a former basketball coach, it is the one – it's not sexy. It's not anything – I mean – People don't work on it. You know what they work on now? Jump shots from the half court line. Mm-hmm. You know they want the, everyone wants to be Dame Lillard. They everyone wants to be Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Let's shoot that. They don't practice. You know shooting a free throw. It's like Michigan last week in the Big Ten tournament. They were dominating Rutgers in the first half. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're getting the ball down low. Second half. They go away from it. I don't they start that, jacking yeah. up threes, and they lose. They deserve to lose because they went away from what was w- winning because that's not sexy. Yeah. They also gave the ball to Jawan's son, Jet Howard, and he wants to be the star. Well, dude, you're getting it down low to your big man who can't be stopped, mm-hmm. and they're going to – you would win that. That's one thing North Carolina did, Michigan would do. And the one thing, like you're talking about Chris Weber and all that, and he was a hell of an athlete. To me, though, the leader of that team was 
Jalen Rose, mm-hmm. without question. He, but the thing yeah, is, everyone looks at Jalen Rose, and and I'll be honest, when I looked at him, I thought you know he was a street ball player, he was you know kind of a punkish guy, but now you look back at him, and you're like, he was a he was a great team player. He was very smart because he didn't have to be the star. He didn't. He was. He knew he wasn't going to be the star because you had Chris Weber on the team. Right. But he knew. Okay, they're doubling Chris. I'm going to get to Juwan. Mm-hmm. They're doubling Juwan, or they're pinching down low so they both can't get the ball. I'm going to get out to Jimmy. Oh, I'll take the shot. Or I'm going to set Ray up for alley oop. He knew how to. He was very unselfish, but he knew what won, and he and he didn't care. He just wanted to win. He didn't care if he got his. Right, and that's why he's 10th all-time in assists. I yeah. Mean, that's pretty, I mean, he didn't care if he got game. his, and that's the one thing I like about mm-hmm. Steph Curry, too. Steph Curry, does, he wants to win. There are times when you look at it, and it's like he doesn't care if he mm-hmm. makes the winning shot. If Clay Thompson's in the corner and he's free, he's going to give it to him. The only person he might not give the ball to is Draymond, Draymond Green because yeah. Draymond he doesn't score. Yeah. But Draymond knows. That's not my role. I'm right, not going yeah. to be the star. I'm not, it's not going to be hero ball for him. But that's Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose was not, he didn't play hero ball. He was, to me, he was one of the best leaders. What's amazing is this team, they had uh, only three pros, only three who went pro. Stacey Ogman, who played for the Pistons, Greg Anthony, and Larry Johnson. Um, so here's, we were talking about, you know, you're talking about the NIL and, and this is the team that got, you know, ended up getting Michigan dinged and future teams too, yeah, Robert yeah. Trailer and yeah. all those guys. This team, they're put on probation after ninety two, after the ni- or for the ninety two season. They're put on probation mm-hmm. um, for violations recruiting Lloyd Daniels, who ended up playing for San Antonio. But there's there's when I was doing research, there was some talk that. They were found guilty in 91. Mm-hmm. But Larry Johnson came back. Stacey Ogman came back for their senior years. Greg Anthony came back. The whole team came back because they wanted to go, you know, uh, double you know, back-to-back win, uh, championships. So the, N- so the NCAA, <laughs> the, there's, there's a website that talks about they, they decided, well, we'll hold back. Let you guys, because... We'll, we'll 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 hit you with a probation next year yeah. when we already know your team's yeah. gonna suck, you know. So we're gonna hit you then because again, NCAA, it's all about the money. Who'd have thought they'd be corrupt? Oh, I know. <laughs> I <laughs> think did this coach die recently? I feel like I remember. Carcanian passed away a few years. I think the story came out when on ESPN when he was like well he so they were gonna get a harsher fine, but the president came in and fired Carcanian. And the NCA and the NCA said, "Okay, well, since you took care of that, we're going to give you a lesser fine because they said, oh, the president's got this under control.' Yeah, I'm sure. The well, the thing is, the president was around the whole yeah. time when it was happening, so it's like he didn't have anything under control. Yeah, it's as just if millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, like exactly. without the president's go. There was also a faint. I I think I got. I have to look back, and uh, but there was a famous picture of like half the team in a hot tub with like." girls and yeah all that. It was i remember like, hearing that it was like, <laughs> i always think about this fat five team because there's a couple guys on here like ray jackson and uh, i think eric riley's another one 
who weren't subpoenaed, they didn't get in trouble, they didn't apparently get any money. How would you like to be one that didn't get money? Where everyone else gets money, and oh, they're yeah. like, oh, no one even recruited me. I, I, just, know. I just joined up, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it's, oh, it's you're interesting. You're paying for 100 grand? Oh, I'm, I'm just paying for just to play basketball. I know. <laughs> it, well, it's interesting, like, um, how they talk about how they got this team. And it was really Jerron Howard got Jimmy King and Ray mm-hmm. Jackson. It was going to be those three. Yeah, he went down and, like, recruited them. Yeah. Right? yeah. And the what the – the reason uh, he was between a few different teams, and what really sold him with Michigan was when his grandmother passed away. Well, he he chose Michigan. Mm-hmm. The day he chose Michigan, his grandmother passes away, which was that's who raised him. Yeah. And um, the uh, Steve Fisher and Brian Dutcher mm-hmm. and the coaches they go to the funeral, and he's like. I made the right decision. So then he starts calling other guys because, like, he's like, he's in. You know, he's kind of like, if you've got my back like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, I'm thinking, if you're a coach and you find out that your top recruit's grandmother passed away, wouldn't you go to the funeral? Yeah, what were these other <laughs> people? Like? These other idiots. I know. Were. It's like, oh, sorry, guys. Hate to hear it. Hate to hear that. I I got I got to go do something. And no, yeah. I'm going. It, I just I, I mean I guess the one thing you know it was in Chicago, so it's a fi- you know four hour drive. Yeah, it's not Ann far. Arbor. It's not too hard. Yeah, I mean you got to do that. Well, and they made the right call, and it oh was yeah, a classy move. Uh, okay, quick question before we get started. Just a little trivia question for you. Can you name Larry Johnson's alter ego when he became a professional? His commercial. Do you remember? Do you know? I do not. The okay. Th- the thing that comes, no, I have no idea. I was thinking like, when I hear the name Johnson, I just think of like the wrestlers, but I don't think that has okay. anything to do with Okay, that. so Larry Johnson, when he came out to the NBA, he had this shoe line. I think it was with Converse or Nike. Okay. Um, he was Grandmama. So he dressed up as an old woman, kind of like Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. And, he, and he'd go play basketball, but he was Grandmama. So that was like the big thing, so. I just I figured I figured you wouldn't know that. <laughs> no, I, I that's before my time. Yeah, before your time, not before mine. Because again, this was all during my high school years. So I rem- this was, and well, again, they this was the team that won the year after Michigan won, mm-hmm. and so you had Michigan beat Seton Hall, and you're looking at that teams, and then the next year it's the running Rebels, and you're like, wow, basketball's changed. In yeah. one year, that that's that's a complete change. Well, I think about the culture impact that the Fab Five had, right? And things that I probably didn't even realize until I started to learn a little bit more about them. But like growing up, everyone wore like the black socks. With, oh yeah, with you know, this. Well, I mean, in, in, in that in that documentary that they had that ESPN made, you got Ice Cube coming on and all these rappers and you know, cultural people, and they're talking about what an impact the Fab Five and. Back then, I'm thinking they were just they were a basketball team. I I mean, yeah. I I remember watching them, and um, I remember my when I we were when we played basketball, we needed to win. We needed to win two games in our district tournament, and then we were going to play Country Day against Chris mm-hmm. Weber. No, we didn't win the first game. So, yeah. but it was funny. Um, a couple of my buddies they went to watch Chris Weber play. And we had we had this kid, 
he was he ended up he played for Canisius. He actually played for John Beeline. Okay. Um, the joke I always have is that you know John Beeline came and watched me play basketball mm-hmm. because when John Beeline was coaching at Canisius, he came and watched my buddy play basketball. I just happened to be on the team too. Yeah. But I always I always joke with uh, you know well you know John Beeline came and watched me play basketball yeah, um, but he um, he goes and watches and he comes back and he goes hey Chris Roberts how good is he he goes he's slow I can beat him no you can't <laughs> no you can't he's a monster that's like my uh, you know Carmen Benedetti he played baseball oh yeah, here. yeah I I, I I taught Carmen Benedetti yeah, my so. uncle was talking about how. My cousin Zach, who who's a solid baseball player, he played for South, but he was nothing amazing. He was like, "Oh, Carter's not even that good." I, I don't know why he's getting so much hype. My uncle would always say that, and then I remember watching him at South, and I was like, "I think he's getting some hype because <laughs> he's got drafted by you know the Houston yeah. Astros." Yeah. So I think he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, and again, I mean, funny rose color. What what, uh, what I mean, nothing ever happened for him. Yeah, no, he uh, he ended up. He just retired, actually, from uh, – he was on, like, the Corpus Christi, which was, like, their single-A team, and then he was in double-A in Greensboro, I think, and then – But it just, it just goes to show people who are in the pros, and, you know, they are the 0.1% of the 0.1% Honestly, of the their athletes. baseball draft means so little. I mean, I mean it, it means something, but, like, there's, what, 40 rounds or something? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's less now because – Post-COVID, but still. But, I mean, but they do that more. They're just, they're filling out their farm system because oh, they have sure. to do that. And, yeah. and if they strike, uh, I mean, in a, f- in a tw- I think it's 25 rounds now. In a 25-round draft, if you stri- if you hit two, that's li- that's a great draft. Yeah, you know, and it's like, I mean, that's why baseball, just like hockey, hockey's kind of the same way. Where, And I think the problem with the hockey draft is we don't know any of these guys, yeah. you know. I mean, they're talking Bedard as the guy this year, and I'm like, in the last couple times it's been they've been playing at the uh, USA ring over where I live. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, this Bedard's pretty good. I'm going to go watch him play. Well, then I see he's out in Kamloops or something. I'm like, okay, well, no, I'm not driving out to, you know, Saskatchewan to watch him play. But, um, yeah, it's just you you don't know. And the thing is with these European guys and all that, but now look at basketball. When I was younger, back in the day, they would have it where it was like three, four rounds. Mm-hmm. And now it's two rounds. And the second round, if you're picked second round, you're, it's like, yeah, they're not playing. Yeah, you're garbage. You're like, yeah. maybe. I mean, really, the only, really, the last player that's been like, you know, a high quality second round pick was Draymond Green. Yeah. Now you look at like the Pistons, they picked Dennis Rodman in the second round. Mm-hmm. Well, even hockey, uh, Konstantinov was like an 11th round pick. So you see like 15 oh, rounds. Yeah. Now they do seven. Um, and Kozlov was a late pick too. Yeah. So and because he was a, he was he was in a car crash. Yeah. He was going to be a higher pick. He got into a car crash, and the rings were like, "All right, we're going to take him now." Yeah, and I think a lot of the Russians got picked late just because they didn't think anyone would really be able to sign him or bring him. Oh, we'll give him the defect. Yeah. yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, so let's see how this goes. We got the Fab Five 92-93 team. They were 31-5 against the UNLV 89-90 team, 35-5. Starting lineups, we got Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, Juwan Howard, Chris Weber from Michigan. You've got Anderson Hunt from Detroit, uh, Greg Anthony, Stacey Ogman, David Butler, no idea, um, and then Larry Johnson with the center. So it's Larry Johnson against Chris Weber. Uh, so that would be an interesting matchup. So let's see how it goes. Chris Weber came in the end of his career. He lived in Gross Point for a little bit. Well, yeah, but he, he played for the Pistons. Yeah. For 
All right. So the matchup, our computer's going very slow today. All right, our matchup, UNLV against Michigan. Not good, Bob. Not very good. Um, not, not even close. <laughs> well, halftime. So halftime, 46-42, UNLV's up. Okay, so they're hanging tight. Yeah. They're hanging tight. But the second half, they run away with it. Uh, UNLV scores 58 in the second half. Michigan, 43. Final score, 104-85. It's not even a game where you're fouling at the end. You're just trying to get out of there. Right. <laughs> now, this is and this is something where I will warn you, um, after the first episode we did, uh, Mark was like, well, this is kind of a cool website. And I continued getting texts that week of, hey, man, I tried this game. And, I, I, and yeah, like he was just sending me text upon mm-hmm. text upon text. It gets addictive after a while. Yeah, no, I have a couple <laughs> students, uh, Grayson and yeah. Liam, that get yeah. really into this, and they do it during class. So, oh, it's, it's addictive, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see here. Jimmy King. Uh, well, okay, Chris Weber was the leading scorer, 25 points. Okay, that's pretty good. I, I was actually looking at the tournament, and he had he had 27 three times in the tournament that year, something like that, which is crazy. Yeah, 25 points. Jalen Rose, 18. Juwan had 13. That's pr- Okay, so there's – he didn't. He didn't do great. Um, Even the bench was only four, four, five, two. You know, I, yeah. I was looking. It looked like Eric, Eric Riley coming off the bench, and then those two other. Eric, guys. Eric Riley was like he was like the star the year before. Yeah. Um, well, he had redshirted their eighty nine. He was year, terrible. Uh, he was terrible. When just in general, or just he just he was tall, but uh, and I can't again. He was like their he was a D one basketball starting there. basketball yeah, player no, for Michigan, sure. so he's not terrible, but. I mean, when the, it was a definite, like when he, it's funny, when they first started, they, it was the starting five when they, in their freshman year, it was Jimmy King and Ray Jackson were coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, Michael Talley. Right, and, yeah. And it's like, wait a second, these guys aren't that good. Yeah, and then they started, yeah, because the three started, and then they started to yeah. realize, there was one game I was reading, they, that the five scored all the points for the entire game, and then after that, they started every game together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or most of them, and then that Palinka and Vascule. I don't know how you say James Vascul. Yeah, they they're supposed to be the three point specialists, and it looked like only one was made between the two. Well, of them, so. and James yeah. Vascul was, and this was all I remember when he played because he had a huge final four the year before, and one of the things that they made a big deal about was he's a rocket scientist. He's he's a rocket engineer. So he never played, but he I mean he was crazy smart. Rob Palinka now is you know what he does now. GM for the LA Lakers. Interesting. It is yeah. funny how like whenever there's a smart athlete, they're like, he's not an idiot. Like, he's he's really good at this too. Yeah. Like as if like they like can't oh be, my god. Like you, if you're good at sports, you have to be a moron. No, it's like I remember uh, the Lakin Tomlinson. I think it was that we got from. Duke. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He's good now for someone else who's not on the Lions. Yeah. Obviously, uh, he was like wants to be like a heart surgeon after. Yeah. I remember when he, I'm granny went to Duke, so obviously he's pretty smart. But when after when he came out, everyone was like. And he's not an idiot. Like, yeah. like it's just like in the draft, yeah. they're like, it, it, and he could be a doctor if he, he wanted to. He could be smart. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's it's not like a it's like Fredo. I'm smart. I'm not <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Chris Weber, only three for four for free throws. So that means he wasn't. I mean, so they weren't. It doesn't look like they were getting a lot of fouls. No, eight rebounds. Um, I feel like when you got a big man, like personal that, fouls. John Howard fouled out. That's not good. Uh, three fouls for Weber. So UNLV, um, you had Larry Johnson, twenty-eight points, uh, seven for eight for the free throw. So again, that 
to me, if you get more free throws, that just means you're more aggressive. Well, he had a double double because he had he had double double rebounds. But too, I mean, he just he was more aggressive. He had 13 rebounds. Um, I mean, you're trying two to, fouls. You're trying to get to the hole with Chris. He Weber just and he, hope he played and I mean, he had a great game. He just played a like a damn near perfect game there. Um, 28 and 13, seven for eight for free throws. That tells me he was aggressive. I mean, they had 32 free throws to 22 free throws for Michigan. So they were just they were more aggressive. I mean, to be honest, they were just more aggressive. Well, even off the bench, you had more points. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy? Well, there's they're starting the five. They're starting five. All score, scored double digits. You had Larry Johnson 28, Anderson Hunt 20, Stacy Ogman 14, Greg Anthony 12, David Butler 13. Michigan, you had. 25 Four for guys, jo- for Chris Weber, 18 for Jalen. Juwan had 13, Jimmy King had 10 and then Ray Jackson had 4. So I mean, they just I don't I don't see that they were as aggressive. You know, so all right, so again, we do 2 out of 3 here. So that's the first one. Um so let's try uh, this again I'm here. I'm feeling super confident. <laughs> <laughs> well, I this was one where Mark ran, he said, like, 10 simulations on this. this one? Not of this oh, one. I, gotcha. I, th- yeah. I don't think this one, but he, he said it was Michigan never won. Yeah, he so maybe this team is more or less hyped up. You don't know if he was, they were a juggernaut. They just, they, I, they were really, really good. All right, so, good thing game I two. the Trey Burke team. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's when I was driving in today, I'm like, I hope the guy he didn't. Oh, jeez, it got worse. Yeah. Okay. This was worse. This was this was a bloodletting here. All right. So UNLV wins one twenty one eighty eight, sixty one forty at halftime. UNLV sixty one in the first half, sixty in the second half. This thing was done at halftime. It was cool. Yeah, they were already 21 up twenty one. And uh, all right. And Jalen Rose had twenty. Jalen Rose twenty one points. Juwan had twenty. Chris Weber and Jimmy King both had uh, had thirteen and twelve. A lot of garbage points at the end, I would imagine, yeah. though. But yeah, yeah still, uh, thirty-seven free throws. So they were a little more aggressive. And that's the thing is, but here we go. Larry Johnson, thirty-three points. Stacy yeah. Ogman, twenty-five points. They just, I mean, you look and Michigan was playing their ideal game in terms of like the point spread and stuff like that. If they're yeah. getting to the line too, so it's they're just outmatched, outmatched. Yeah, they just, I mean. And this is what Drew, this is what Mark was saying. Mark said he goes playing this, <laughs> playing playing UNLV. He goes they they won every time they scored hundred points. They were to me this was the team. Everyone talks. This was also the time. This was the year of when Hank Gathers died with Loyola Marymount. Mm-hmm. UNLV and Loyola Marymount had these run and gun right. fast break teams. It's kind of what it is now. Mm-hmm. They were the precursor. Uh, more than anything of this is of what the current college basketball to me is. They just have more talent. Yeah, I mean they're oh, they're like a it. damn good team. So, all right. So UNLV, they won two straight. Um, you go two out three. Let's go one more just for fun. Yeah, we'll see how much Let's they lose back <laughs> this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. Can they hold <laughs> them can under a hundred? Hold them under a hundred. Let's see what happens. Can it here. be within twenty points? I think they lost nine by nineteen the first one. No, they can't. Oh man. <laughs> Lose again. So uh, that's a little better. Last game here, third game. Sixteen points. That's the best one they. UNLV played. wins one hundred two eighty six. Um, again, first half they're down at half. Michigan's fab five are down at halftime. 
Fifty-six forty UNLV. Michigan got more points off the bench this time, so that's they so. they tie them in the second half. Forty-six points, forty-six points. But again, you gave a fifty-six in the first half. So <laughs> yeah, it's looking like defense is quite an issue here. So yeah, I mean, no one over twenty points here for uh, for Michigan. It was Jalen with Jalen Rose nineteen. Juwan, Chris, Juwan had a double double. Juwan and Jimmy King both had fourteen, and Chris Weber had thirteen. That's it. Uh, where you've got. Larry Johnson with 19. Anderson Hunt with 20. Um, Stacey Ogman with 16. David Butler. 23. 23 points. He just, he was the center, or he was the power forward, actually. I'm sorry. He just took Jerron to school. Uh, 10 for 17. Uh, two blocks. Five rebounds. He had a game. He had a game. Uh well, you also have Ray Jackson and Chris Weber both fouled out. That doesn't do help. It. That doesn't <laughs> help. That that's that won't get you in the winning column in the win column there. All right. Well, I think I think it's clear to see uh, UNLV was the best team. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and not by not close. No, not even close. Yeah. They were without question. I wonder who team. we can find that might be comparable to them or close. I to don't them. know. I don't know. Um, they were. Again, it was, it was kind of like when we're going back to the football one, the very first one we did, it was the 72 Dolphins that were undefeated, and we went with who we, Mark and I both believe, yeah. we went with the San Francisco 49ers of 89, mm-hmm. and we thought that, that was the best team. They were voted the best team, yeah. and they, they lost uh, in three games. UNLV, to me, is one of the greatest teams I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, they were, they, they looked like a pro team. They were just, they were amazing. So, yeah, I mean... Who knows? Ooh, that's something maybe we may have to look through. But Michigan should have put out more money, I think, that year. Yeah. Maybe they could have beat UNLV. Yeah, come on, Ed. 30 Martin, years let's later. Go. Yeah. <laughs> a bigger duffel bag. They should have had a hot tub full yeah. of women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> harder to harder find a hot tub in Michigan, yeah. I guess. All right. Well, Drew, thanks for doing this. Oh, yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. We'll, we'll do hockey here soon. Yeah, and, looking uh, forward to it. Yep. All right. Have a great day. Talk yep. to you soon.